Sunday morning, you're listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you. Sunday morning. I know that most all of us can relate to being in a place in our lives like most all other believers when we questioned the very promise of God, wondered if we had moved ourselves out of the place where we could receive what God had spoken to us, wondered if really if what God said, if he really is still going to do it because of the elapse of time, because of things that have changed, circumstances that have changed in your life, you wonder, is God really going to do what God said he was going to do. He was so emphatic about it. He was so sure when he spoke it, but somehow we now question if God really meant what he said and really intends to do what he promised. You are not alone if you've ever been in that circumstance or felt those things in your heart. In Judges chapter 13, we read about Manoah and his wife. They were barren and without child and the Bible says that God looked upon them and had mercy upon them and sent his angel to speak to to Manoah's wife to tell her that she would bear child and she told her husband and then the angel came back to them because they entreated God that the angel would come back to them and give them more detail sometimes you just want more detail and they wanted to know what are we to do with this child how how shall we uh, act when this child comes what show how shall we rear this child what are our instructions regarding this promise and sometimes you just want to know what is it that you want us to do with what you have told us and the promise you have made to us and so the angel gave them further explanation and understanding of the promise and after that Manoah decided that he would make a meat offering he wanted to share it with the angel but the angel says I will not eat anything but you can make an offering unto God and so the Bible says in Judges 13 verse 20 it came to pass when the flame went up toward heaven from off the altar that the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar and Manoah and his wife looked on it and fell on their faces to the ground. But the angel of the Lord did no more appear to Manoah and to his wife. Then Manoah knew that he was an angel of the Lord. And Manoah said to his wife, we shall surely die because we have seen God. But his wife said unto him, if the Lord were pleased to kill us, he would not have received a burnt offering 
offering and a meat offering at our hands. Neither would he have showed us all these things, nor would as at this time have told us such things as these. And the woman bare a son and called his name Samson, and the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. There are times in our lives when God has given us a promise, spoke a word, shared things with us, given us a dream and a vision, sent prophetic utterances to to us through others. And then because things began to change and happen in our lives, we began to think, you know, like God is double-minded or God is crazy or God didn't mean what he said. And surely God's not going to do it. The Lord had promised them a child. And then when they wanted to know more detail, God sent the angel of the Lord to give them the additional detail and information that they wanted. And so they made an offering of thanksgiving unto God. And because they realized that we have been in the very presence of God, that was God himself, the angel of the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That was God himself that came down and spoke to us. So Manoah said, we have seen God, we're going to die. And his wife says, listen, God wouldn't have gone through all of this if all he wanted to do was kill you. And that's what I want to drop into your heart today and encourage your heart to be reminded of the fact that God took you this way on purpose. He has taken your life the way that you have gone to build you up, to increase your faith, to strengthen you in the journey that you might learn of him and know him in a more personal and intimate way. And he didn't bring you this way to leave you. You remember the old song that James Cleveland used to sing that God didn't bring us this far to leave us. Surely it is true. God didn't bring you through great trials and tribulations through flood waters and fires and through life's uh, dilemmas so that he could get you to where you are today so that he could destroy you or kill you or abandon you. He's not crazy. He's not double-minded. He's not like you and I. He's a loving God and his thoughts toward you are good and not evil. The Bible says great is the sum of the thoughts that he thinks about you and they are good and not evil. He didn't bring you through all that you went through so that he might get you here to show you that he's not going to be with you for the remainder of your day. He didn't bring you this far to leave you. So what we want to pray is that God would change us that we would begin to see him as he really is. We see God on a level comparable to men. And that's why in Isaiah, he says, who will you liken me unto and to whom shall I be equal? He says, I am not a man. I am not like a common man. I do not lie. I do not recant on my word. If I spoke it, I will do it. If I said it, I will bring it to pass. You keep thinking that I'm like men and that's where you you keep falling short of this thing. You keep comparing me to your uncle and your brother, your sister and your and your auntie. And that's why you think that I'm going to fail you and I'm going to walk out on you and I'm going to leave you. I'm not like the spouse that walked out on you. I'm not like the children that disrespected you. I'm not like the brother or the sister that abandoned you. I am the Lord God and great is my mercy toward you. 
great is my loving kindness toward you. I love you with a perfect love. He loved us ere we knew him and all our love is due him. He's the one who plucked you up out of despair and rescued you from the pit of destruction. He's the one that saw you bleeding and dying on the Jericho road and came by when everybody else walked on the other side. He is the only one that came by and poured in the oil and the wine. He's the only one that paid your tab and told the innkeeper that I will come back and pay anything else that is owed. He's the only one that covered you with the skirt of his love. He's the only one that wrapped his loving arms around you. He didn't do that to get you to where you are that he might abandon you and forsake you. He said, I will never leave you. No, not ever. And neither will I ever forsake you. So God, would you change me that I might see and understand, believe and grab hold to the truth that you are with me, that you love me, that your thoughts are good toward me, and that you in me are greater than the world against me. I want to think like you think. Let the mind of Christ be in my mind so that I might think like you think. Whatever things are lovely, whatever things are pure, whatever things are good, whatever things are of a good report, whatever things bring edification to the name of the Lord, let me think on these things and put out of my mind all of that stinking thinking, that doubt, that fear, that unbelief, that mind that comes to persuade me and tell me that God's not going to do what he said, that God is like a common man. He is not like a common man. He is not like you and I. You need to get that out of your mind and elevate your thinking. Lord, help me to see what you see, to speak what you have said and to decree and to declare it over my own life until I am walking in the fullness of all that God has for me. I want to make sure that I understand that God is not like a natural man. I mean, haven't you heard? Haven't you known? Has it not been told you from the beginning when the foundations of the earth were laid that it is God that sits on the circle of the earth? Don't you know? Don't you understand? You've got to lift up your eyes on high and behold the one that created created everything that is the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and they that dwell therein he's the one that calls everything by name by the greatness of his might for he is strong in power and nothing he does fails not one word that goes out of his mouth comes back unfulfilled God is the everlasting God the Lord the creator of the ends of the earth he does not faint and he does not get weary and there is no searching of his understanding. You got to quit likening him unto natural men. He is not like flesh and blood. He gives power to the faint and to them that has no might. He will increase their strength. He will cause the young to faint while he causes the old to run and be strong in their might. I mean, all you got to do is put your trust and hope in him and wait on him and be of good courage. He will come through and strengthen your heart in times of 
distress, in times of weakness, in times of fear, just go to him and say, dear God, would you help my unbelief? My heart is beginning to fail for unbelief and fear. It's because you've not been meditating on the things that he has told you. When you take your eyes off of God, like Peter trying to walk on the water, you will begin to sink. The promises of God will look impossible. But when you put your eyes on God, when you look to Christ Jesus, your Lord, and get your eyes off of the circumstance, don't worry about the sound of the waves. Don't worry about the clamoring of the water. Don't worry about the boisterous wind. Put your eyes on the one who commands the wind. Put your eyes on the one who walks on the water. Put your eyes on the one who has all power in his hand. The one who can cause the old man to run with the strength of the youth and cause the young to fail because they have no strength. He is the Lord your God and he did not bring you this far to leave you. Lord, change my heart, change my mind, change my thinking so that I might see what you see and say what you say and be pleasing in your sight because I want to walk by faith and not by sight. Now you've got to know Manoah and his wife, they were barren and in those days being barren and childless was not a favorable thing, especially to those who wanted children. And in those days, they all wanted children. And being barren was the same as being unproductive and fruitless and unprofitable and empty. It was not a good state to be in. And many of the women who found themselves barren and childless, they would weep before God and their hearts would be heavy because all they wanted was children to carry on their bloodline. They wanted, it was an honor to give their husband children. It was an honor to raise children. And if you look back during the Bible days, there were many great women of the Bible who were barren and God used them through the miraculous power of God to bless them with seed and show how great and mighty he is. Sarah was barren and she had no children. Look at Genesis 11. Rebecca was barren, Genesis 25. But when they entreated God, God blessed them with children children. Rachel was barren. Manoah's wife was barren. Hannah was barren. Elizabeth. These women did not have children. They had to entreat God for their wombs to become open to bear children, but he blessed each and every one of them. Children were necessary to carry on the bloodline. The Bible says in Psalms 127 that children are a heritage from the Lord. They are blessed. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of them in 127 and verse 5. The Bible says that your children will be like olive plants around about the table and they will be a blessing to those who have them. So childlessness and barrenness was looked upon as a grave misfortune. The wife who presented her husband with no children, no such tangible blessings or supporters felt like she was less than a wife and she wasn't doing her natural ability. You remember the plea of Rachel in Genesis 30 verse 1? She says, give me children else I die. In other words, if I can't have children, I don't want to live. It meant everything to them. So Manoah's wife was not much different. She was barren and 
it, it created a grief in her heart, but the angel of the Lord came to her and said, you will have a child in Judges 13. The angel of the Lord appeared unto her and she was alone. And the angel said unto her that you will have a child and it will be a son. But he says, so from this day forward, I am giving you a fair warning. Don't let any strong drink or wine uh, come to your mouth. Don't eat anything unclean because you will bear a son. No razor can touch his head. He will be a Nazarite unto God, and he shall be used to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines because they had been taken captive because of their disobedience to God. And so the woman told her husband, which was Manoah, and she says, a man of God came to me. She didn't realize it was an angel yet. She said, a man of God spoke these words to me, and she shared with him what the angel said. And then Manoah said, well, let's pray again and ask the the Lord to send this man again to us that we might understand what we need to do when this child is given to us. So the angel came back after they prayed. God sent the angel back. He hearkened to their voice and sent the angel again unto them. Actually, it appeared to his wife. His wife ran and got him and the angel was still there and gave them all the instructions that they needed. So Manoah said, thank you for all that you have done for us. But now stay with us and I will get ready a meal for you. The angel says, I will stay with you, but I cannot eat with you. But why don't you make a burnt offering and offer it unto the Lord? But and again, at this point, they didn't know they were talking to the angel of the Lord. They just thought they were talking to a man. Remember, the Bible says that we have entertained angels unaware. So be careful how you treat those that you encounter, because who knows whether you're talking to the angels of God or God himself. So Manoah proceeded to make the burnt offering as Manoah and his wife began to make the burnt offering. The Bible says that the angel did wondrously and Manoah and his wife looked on and it came to pass when the flame went up toward heaven from the offering, the burnt offering from off of the altar that the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. And then Manoah and his wife, as they looked on, they began to realize this was not a natural man and they fell on their faces to the ground, but the angel did not anymore appear unto them. And so Manoah knew that he had been in the presence of an angel of the Lord and Manoah said to his wife, we shall surely die because we have just seen God. This was not, you know, Michael or Gabriel. This was the Lord God himself. He said, we shall surely die. And that's why in verse 23 of Judges 13, the wife said, if the Lord were going to kill us, he would not have received our burnt offering and meat offering at our hands. Neither would he, would he have shown us these wonderful things that he was going to do for us. And so what she's saying is, you know, shake yourself. And that's what I want to say you shake yourself. You sitting here thinking God's going to kill you and God's going to destroy you and you are at the end of your life. God has made you precious promises, showed you wonderful visions and given you great dreams and you're sitting here thinking that now I'm going to die. He did not bring you this far to leave. Shake yourself and remind yourself that he just made me some wonderful promises. He just done some glorious things in my life. He just opened up my eyes, my mind's eyes to see 
see what he has in store for me. And he didn't show me the promise that he has in store for me so that he might destroy me and kill me. The Lord didn't bring you this far to leave you. Lord, change my mind and change my thinking that I might see like you see and think like you think and understand the wonderful visions that you have given unto me. You may have thought and said like Manoah, I will die before I ever see the promise manifested. I want to encourage you just as Manoah's wife encouraged him. If God was not going to fulfill his promise, he would not have given you the word. He would not have allowed you to travel this way. He has led you this way on purpose. It doesn't look like your own purpose. It doesn't feel like your own purpose. There's no physical evidence that God will fulfill his promise, but you must go back to basics. What did the Lord say? Walk this thing out. We walk by faith, trusting the God, that God is well able to do what he has said. Lord God, change me. Change me, oh God. Make me more like you. I want to be more like you, oh God. Change me. Change me, oh God. Make me more like you. Wash me through So that I may worship you. I want to worship you in spirit and in truth with my words and my thoughts and my deeds. I want my thoughts to be a worship before you. I want my thoughts to be in faith thinking on the things of God, knowing that you will do what you said. Listen, an apple tree is still an apple tree, even when it appears as a tiny seed. It doesn't look like an apple tree. It's not even the same color of the apples that it will bear, but it is what God says it is, and it can do what God created it to do. It must be planted, and it must be watered, and it must grow. God must give the increase, but that seed is still an apple tree. You might not have been 
been planted yet. You might be going through the watering process. You might be going through growth stages, but you are what God said you are. You will do what he told you to do. Begin to decree and speak over your life and call forth those things that God has placed in you. He has placed potential and giftings and visions and dreams and ministry in you. And what you want to do is cause that to spring forth and be all that God has called you to do. If you will meditate on the word of God day and night, make his word your thirst, make his word your desire, make his word that which you long for. Walk in his counsel, not the counsel of the ungodly. Stand in his way, not the way of sinners. Sit in the presence of God, not the seat of the scornful. Delight yourself in his word and meditate therein. And when you do, according to Psalms 1, you will be like the tree planted by the rivers of water and you will bring forth your fruit in its season. Your leaf will not wither and whatever you do will prosper. I'm telling you that you will be everything God has dreamed for you to be, everything he has spoken over you, everything he has promised to you. You might look like a seed today, but in that seed is the potential to do all that God put in it. In that seed is a tree. In that seed is the fulfillment of the promise. In that seed is the growth of all that God has spoken. You might not look like it today. You might not feel like it today, but you are everything that God has promised you to be. Keep on walking by faith. Keep on believing and expecting the promise of God to come to pass. God did not bring you this far to abandon you. He didn't bring you this far to leave you. The days of lack are over in your life. The days of drought are done in your life. The days of unbelief are done in your life. From this day forward, you begin to decree and declare what God has said about you. I am who God said I am, and I can do all that God said I can do. I can do all things through Christ Jesus, my Lord. I might not look like who God told me I would be. Listen, God not only told them they would have a child, but what God told them about the child was what was so miraculous and important. He said, your child will be the one that will deliver Israel from the hand of the Philistines. I can't let you die. I can't kill you off because I've got a promise in you. And if Samson doesn't come forth, Israel's not delivered. If Israel's not delivered, everybody in the, in the bloodline of Israel doesn't come forth to do what God has spoken over their life. You are a part of the kingdom of God and you have to do the part that he's called you to do. Fulfill the mission that he's given unto you because it's important and vitally critical that what you do comes to pass because there's people coming after you that need you to do your part. So I give thanks and glory unto God. I don't know what part you play. I don't know what peace you feel, but each and every one of us are fitly joined together in the body of Christ and you provide what I need and I provide what you need, but we all do our part and you can't give up and you can't quit and you got to get out of that defeatist mentality and begin to speak over your own life. The power of God, the glory of God, the promises of God, the faith of God. We thank God that he has not brought us this far to leave us and he has changed us and made of us that wondrous testimony to the glory of his kingdom. I am who God said I am and I can do everything God said I can do. How about you? Dear God, change me that I might be everything you dreamed me to be. Let my mind conceive all that you have promised me and my heart 
heart believe everything that you have said and let me walk this walk by faith, confessing over my own life all that you have promised. I bind the spirit of doubt, fear, and unbelief, the naysayer that comes to speak into my life, negativity, Father. I thank you that his mouth shall be shut, his influence shall be nullified, dear God. And I thank you, dear God, that up above my head, the clouds of blessing shall pour out the showers from heaven up above my head, and I shall accomplish everything that you have spoken over my life. change. Y'all remember this? Has come me. Thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and LJ Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.